welcome to Med School Faith, the podcast for students who are just trying to walk with Christ towards that degree. My name is Uwana, I'm a med school student, and I love Jesus. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, so before I start this episode, I just want to give a shout out to my sister because I sent her a rough cut of this episode a few weeks ago, and she was nice about it, but she basically was like, you need to do better. So I went back to the drawing board and I reworked it to what you're about to hear. And yeah, so I just wanted to say thank you to her and thank you to God for just giving me a family that will redirect me when I needed it because I definitely needed some redirection with this episode in particular. So I'm going to be talking about imposter syndrome and I feel like this is very timely just because, you know, it's fall so people are starting school again. Many of you guys may be first years in undergrad or med school or any other school. And so I feel like this is probably a really good time to share some thoughts on imposter syndrome, share some thoughts about, you know, my journey with it and about how God has just completely changed my perspective when it comes to imposter syndrome. So first, we're going to start with a definition. Basically, imposter syndrome is when you doubt your accomplishments and your intellect and your abilities, especially when compared to everyone else you end up feeling like a fraud and you feel like everyone around you really deserves to be there but not you and then on top of all of that you're afraid that one day people will realize that you are in fact a fraud and that you really shouldn't be there a lot of the time imposter syndrome manifests in academic and professional settings much like medical school And actually, when I talked to my sister about it, she added that these are the exact settings where we just feel completely in over our heads. Personally, I feel that feeling in over your head can sometimes trigger imposter syndrome, but also imposter syndrome can make you feel in over your head. So they sort of feed into each other in a way that can really negatively affect your sense of identity as a student. The reason why I'm making this episode is because I believe that imposter syndrome doesn't have to be a part of our educational experience if we're able to add the Lord to the equation. And hopefully that'll be the same case for you as you listen to this episode and move through your own experience as a student. I'll start by talking about my own story. So I went to Harvard for my undergrad and then before that I went to boarding school for high school. And there were plenty of times when I didn't feel quite as smart or gifted as other people, but I don't think I started feeling imposter syndrome until the end of my sophomore year of college when I joined a neurobiology lab. And, you know, I wasn't particularly confident in my knowledge of neurobiology. Meanwhile, my postdoc had just published this amazing paper with the undergrad student who worked in this lab before me. And my PI had just gotten a MacArthur Genius Award within like six months of me joining this lab. And so, I don't know, I feel like it was just very clear to me how much smarter than me everyone else was. And then on top of that, there were just a lot of ways that I struggled. So for example, up until that point, most of my experience with scientific papers and reading them involved like avoiding the methods section, which I know a lot of us do, but I feel like it took me way too long to just wrap my head around all of the tools that we were using in our own research and our own methods. The issue with that is that you can't really conduct scientific research unless you understand the tools and the methods because then you're walking around collecting data and you don't know how or why your data makes sense. Long story short, I just felt like it was very obvious that I wasn't smart enough to be in this lab and I felt like my postdoc was going to realize this and regret adding me to her projects. Thankfully, she was so kind and she was so patient with me. And like to this day, she's one of the best people that I know. But this feeling still persisted in me for a whole two years while I was in this lab until I turned my senior thesis in. And then I got some external validation from the positive feedback that I got. 
So let's fast forward this story to the start of medical school. So like maybe a year later. And at this point, people are talking about all the things that you need to do to set yourself up well for residency. And I could already feel the imposter syndrome trying to sink in. So I just gave myself a pep talk and I said, you know, Uwana, you graduated from the best high school and college in America. At this point, if you don't believe you're capable of handling medical school and that you deserve to be here, I really don't know what to tell you. And funny enough, that little pep talk worked. But what I've learned over the past few years is that a lot of my imposter syndrome stemmed from lies that I believed about who I am and how I got to where I am in life. And when I talk to my friends about their imposter syndrome, I notice the exact same thing. Like I pick up on lies that they believe about who they are and how they got to where they are in life. Now, we all know that the only way to combat lies is with the truth. So the truth that I decided to tell myself was, Uwana, you graduated from amazing schools, so clearly you know you're competent enough to get an MD. But in reality, that was only a half-truth. And so the rest of this episode is about how God transformed this half-truth into a full truth. So 2019 was the spring of my first year and the fall of my second year of med school. And that spring, I became president of my school's SNMA chapter. And if you don't know what SNMA is, it's basically the National Black Students Association of Medical Schools. So pretty much every school has a chapter. Our chapter planned to host the regional conference in November. Tell me how we officially decided in April that we were going to host this one day conference. But by the end of September, we had maybe like one speaker. Basically, we had one month to pull together speakers, rooms, logistics, everything else. So it was just a hot mess, like to be perfectly honest. Meanwhile, I had started working on a maternal health project in the spring that took me and one of my classmates to rural Kenya during the summer. And I really have to tell you that from the IRB to the qualitative interviews that we did to all of the data analysis that I had to do at the last minute to get my abstract in, just the whole thing was a hot mess again. Maybe I'll tell, you know, the story of this project in another episode, but for now, I just need you to believe me when I say that we were very much in over our heads. Long story short, both the conference and the research went very well. So these stories ultimately had happy endings, but I need to be very clear that both of these endeavors would have gone up in hot mess flames if it hadn't been for God intervening. Maybe you don't procrastinate like me, and so you won't find yourself in these kind of situations, But for me, seeing the hand of God in this conference and in my research made me realize that he's been involved in literally every success story that I have to tell, not just, you know, the stories that I've told you right now. And if I'm being honest, there's nothing that I've accomplished to date that has been by my own doing. All of it has been by God's favor and his grace in my life. Now I'm going to connect this back to imposter syndrome because I know some of y'all are feeling a little catfished by the title of this episode. A lot of times when people talk about imposter syndrome, They use these objective truths as evidence. So maybe they'll say, my MCAT score isn't high enough for me to be here. Or if you're like me, then maybe you'll say, my undergrad GPA isn't high enough. Or maybe some of you are saying, I failed my first anatomy exam. Or I'm the only person who couldn't answer a question in my cardiology small group. Or I haven't done as much research as everyone else. Or I don't have any doctors in my family like other people. Society uses all of these objective measures to create a standard, and if you can't reach that standard, then you must not really deserve to be there. And these measures are already ridiculous in and of themselves, but when you add imposter syndrome to the mix, we just start to take it to the next level. 
that quote unquote standard you have to reach to not feel imposter syndrome is so high because at the end of the day, feeling imposter syndrome is not about objective measures. You can ace an exam and still have imposter syndrome. You know, you can do well on a paper or get an award and you'll still feel it because the small failures in your life will always overshadow the successes. Because like I said, Imposter syndrome is not objective, it's internal. So external validation in the form of a grade or in the form of the great feedback that I got on my senior thesis in college, that's not gonna cure your imposter syndrome. Thinking about you know these objective measures made me realize that imposter syndrome is rooted in this belief that your objective achievements are your own. As if your hard work and your smarts and a little luck got you to where you are, And I know that this seems like common sense, but it's also not true. And even worse, it negates the role of the Lord in getting you to where you are today. And when I look at God's hand in my own life, my testimony drives me to believe a totally different narrative. Specifically, what I told you guys about how nothing I have accomplished to date has been by my own doing, but by the grace of God. And this includes the schools that I've graduated from and the fact that I'm in medical school right now. So the conversation about my objective achievements isn't even about me, but rather it's about God's accomplishments and his intellect and his abilities and how these things happen to manifest in my life. This revelation of God's perfect hand in every success story of my life was the exact truth that I needed to help work on my imposter syndrome because it took the spotlight off me and put it back on the Lord where it belonged in the first place. And let me take it a step further to say that this is the exact truth, this truth about God's accomplishments, his his intellect and his abilities. That's the truth that's missing from every story of imposter syndrome that I personally have ever heard. So I myself had to go back to my little, you know, half truth pep talk and I had to make it into a full truth. And that went something like this. Uwana, God gave you admission to and degrees from the best high school and college in America. Can you believe that he's capable of carrying you through medical school? And can you let that be your narrative? And I kind of have the same question for all of you listening. Can you believe that the same God who carried you from elementary school to college to medical school, do you believe that he can do it again? Can you believe that the Lord is at the root of all your objective success? Can you trust that this journey you're on isn't about you and about your abilities, but that instead it's about God and his ability to work through your career with the kind of faithfulness that helps you know that he was not going to fail you? I feel like as Christians, we doubt this all the time, but you are good enough for God to work in you and through you, and you don't have to reach some objective standard. You know, if you think about the great people in the Bible like Moses or David or, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus... God chose to work through them and then he raised them to the standard once they were willing to surrender their journeys to him. So all God needs from us is surrender. You know, he needs surrender of our past achievements. He needs surrender of our hopes for school. And most importantly, he needs surrender of our imposter syndrome. Regardless of whether or not you feel like you've earned your place at school, the truth is that according to God's grace and his will, you do deserve to be here and you are good enough. And I don't even have to know you personally to be able to say that because you're in school now and you're here listening to this podcast. So honestly, that's all the evidence that I need to be able to say that, yes, you do deserve to be exactly where you are. So now that I've sort of told you my story, I want to get a little practical in terms of the internal work that will help you work through imposter syndrome. Obviously, you know, you're not going to feel completely secure in your place at school overnight, but I really do think that these five tips were a good starting point for God to start minimizing imposter syndrome in my life. So the first tip, 
start actively giving God credit for everything. So for example, God, I did well in the small group, so thank you for helping me learn the material. Or you could say, I didn't do well on my first exam, but thank you for exposing my weaknesses in my study habits and in my test taking skills so that I can be stronger for the next time. Or, you know, my research went well, so thank you, Lord, for giving me this amazing project and for the trials that you took me through to be able to publish it. Basically, when I made a habit of giving God credit in everything, it shifted the narrative of my successes and my failures towards him, and it helped me to understand who's really running the show in my life. So my second tip has to do with the Bible, and basically it's that I really want to encourage you all to spend time studying stories of great people in the Bible. Because when I read the story of Abraham and Mary and Peter, when I read those stories, I'm like, okay, if they didn't have imposter syndrome, then that really says something about God's ability to use plain and perfect people like me to do amazing things. Like seriously, let's actually talk about Peter. He was an apostle with Jesus, rolling with him for three years and then denied Jesus three times, even in front of a little girl. Like this is a grown man lying in front of a little girl. But then when the day of Pentecost came, Peter preached a sermon so fire that literally 3000 people gave their lives to Christ in one setting. He could have had imposter syndrome in that situation. You know, he could have been like, yo, I am not qualified to be here preaching. I am not good enough. I literally just denied Jesus like a few months ago, but it didn't matter what he had done in the past. God was using him to do some amazing things. And so his story of success is not about him and who he is. It's about God working through him by the power of the Holy Spirit to do things that are greater than him. And that's the story of our own lives also. So my third tip is I want you to try to surround yourself with people who can remind you that God gave you your score on the MCAT or the SAT. You know that he gave you acceptance to whatever school you're at and that according to him, you did not take anyone's spot. That spot belonged to you and it was ordained for you from the start. I feel like this is so important because a lot of us fall into the trap of thinking about the people who are objectively more qualified than us who didn't get into any medical schools. But to tell you the truth, just like salvation was not earned, but it was a free gift by the grace of God, all of our success in life is a free gift by the grace of God. And it's important to surround yourself with people who understand that and can remind you of that when you need it. All right, fourth tip. Start praying about God's will in your life. This really helped me because I'm constantly tempted to compare my path to someone else's and then I start feeling inadequate. But the more I pray into God's will for my life, the more he shows me that he has a unique end destination specifically for me. And that really helps me to just kind of stay focused on my own journey. And then the last tip is keep track of what God has done for you and what he's done through you so that you can use it to remind yourself of what he is still doing and will do in your life despite your imperfections. So for me, when I think about how unqualified I feel to even have this podcast, because yes, you know, I do sometimes feel imposter syndrome when it comes to this podcast. I go back and I reflect on everywhere God has taken me. And I'm like, girl, this podcast is all God. It's not you. He's just working through you. But you already knew that because of ABC thing that he's already done through you in your past. All right. So those are my thoughts on imposter syndrome. I realize that it takes time to work through imposter syndrome and these thoughts that want to creep themselves into our mind. But I hope that you found this episode to be a little illuminating and also encouraging when it comes to your own journey with imposter syndrome and also your journey with faith. 
And also I pray that God will just open your heart to whatever he wants you to receive from this episode. As always, if you have any questions or comments about anything that I talked about, reach out to me at medschoolfaith at gmail.com and I will get back to you over email or discuss it in a later episode. 